Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. We'll move all the doubt and cause the sun to see us. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, I'm going to stand on this word. Amen. Let's read it together on three. One, two, three. Seated in the household of the Lord. Seated in the household of the Lord. Now you said, Preacher, now you don't sound. Give you an introduction, and I want you to go and to read the whole story. But we're talking about brought back empty. And we're going to talk about the entireness of God. We're going to talk about the emptiness of God. And we're going to talk about the eternal of God. And we want Christians to know that Christians should persevere in distressful times. Christians should persevere in distressful times. The story of Ruth, uh, there's been many things said about Ruth and and Naomi and pictures have been uh, told about their story. Uh, Naomi was living with her husband in Bethlehem. But there was a famine in the land and her husband decided to leave Bethlehem and to go over to a place called Moab because there was a famine in the land. They left the house of bread. And I always like to just camp out here and say, never leave the house of bread. It's a a double entendre. Never leave the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Amen. It, it, It may be a famine, but yet it's still the house of bread. And sometimes you may feel like you're going through a famine even in the church. 
But I want to encourage you never to leave the church of the living God. The church of the living God is not perfect. The church of the living God is, is flawed. Hello, somebody. But it still is his church and, and God still died for everybody that has accepted him in his church. Hello, somebody. We like to, we like to say touch not God's anointing and, and referring to the preacher, man. But I like to say that all God's people are anointed because they have the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of them. When they accepted Jesus Christ and was sealed until the day of salvation, they were saved and going to be saved at his second coming. Hello, somebody. So uh, you never leave the place uh, or better yet New Testament terms forsake not the assembling together of believers. Hello, somebody. And there's some people out there that think that they can do this Christian walk on their own. As a matter of fact, I was one of them. Hello, somebody. Because I had a problem, as I shared in my class yesterday, I had a problem with all the hypocrites at the church. Hello, somebody. And I thought I wasn't going to go to church. I didn't want to be around them hypocrites. I'm not going to go to church. And the Lord led and told me differently. And when I came back to the house and I learned to focus on him and him alone. Hello, somebody. Hold him. I already said yesterday, he tells people that talks about hypocrites. He says, oh, but what are you going to do when you stand before a holy God? What are you going to do? You can't stand before him and say, I didn't go to church because of so and so hello somebody hello somebody because you gotta stand for yourself hello somebody and you have to stand up before God before you oh by yourself hello somebody oh so oh so don't forsake the assembly together believers oh because I learned in my own experience that when I learned to come to church and look and focus at God as opposed to man oh I took off I began to grow. Hello, somebody. Oh, and that's what we said. A disciple is. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is somebody that grows. The problem in our churches today, and I said this in my class yesterday, is that the problem with most of our churches, and I got this from, oh, Dr. Uh, Kelly Smith, who's the head of our Sunday School Publishing Board, he said, the problem with our churches today is that we got too many members, and we don't have enough disciples. Hello, somebody. Oh, a member will come to church, uh, maybe on Sunday morning, but don't ask him to do nothing else. Uh, hello, somebody. A disciple is somebody that shows up uh, on Wednesday night. Hello, somebody. A disciple is somebody that shows up, uh, oh, for Sunday school. Uh, oh, you got a whole special place uh, and curriculum set up, uh, oh, so to teach you how to grow. And we've got some of the best teachers in the world. Hello, somebody. And I don't say that lightly. In the world, we have some of the best teaching coming out of this place I've ever seen. Hello, somebody. But we don't have some of the best students. Hello, somebody. Oh, when you was in public school, you showed up to class every day. You had to get there before the bell rung. Hello, 
know somebody. Oh, the bell rung twice, two and three times before you show up. Hello, somebody. Oh, but we've got to be here in the house. Oh, because we've got to train you up. This is the place where God has set up to train you up. Oh, and you've got to focus on the things of God, the people of God. Do not ever leave Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. They left Bethlehem, and and then we're going to see a little later in the text and see what happened. Oh, but her her own words was that that she left full but came back empty. Hello, somebody. Never, never, ever, never, ever leave the house of bread, even in a famine. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, never, ever, ever leave Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Slap your neck. No, don't slap him. Don't slap him. (laughs) But don't ever leave the house of bread. Because something bad can happen to you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Then we're gonna we're gonna show uh, this story. This is a, a, a epic story, and I and I'm gonna show you this clip about what we're about to learn about today. Amen. The book of Ruth. And I pray that we put a desire in your heart to go and to learn the whole story. But it is an epic story. And we come right in the midst of this epic story of of someone who had to come back home. And a lot of times when we go away, uh, it's hard for us to come back home. Uh, There may be somebody listening at the sound of my voice. uh, And you went away from uh, Bethlehem. And Ruth uh, is an example of uh, of what it's like uh, to have to go back home. Uh, And she had uh, a hard time. She had a husband when she left. uh, And her husband died over there in Moab. Uh, Oh, but that not only that happened, but she had two sons that went there and her two sons married women from Moab. And those two sons, oh, grew up as strong men, strong boys. Oh, but something happened after that daddy died. Then 
Amen. Oh, it happened to Naomi. Oh, her two baby boys died. Oh, and she only had them left over in a foreign land, in a foreign country. All she had was a two foreign, oh, sister, uh, sister, oh, uh, what do they call those married when you're married to, uh, what the daughter-in-laws. Hello, somebody. Thank you. She had two foreign daughter-in-laws uh, and those two daughter-in-laws. Uh, oh, one was named Oprah. Oprah. Oh, and Oprah side decided to stay back. Uh, oh, and she had another one by the name of, oh, uh, Ruth. Uh, and Ruth, uh, oh, had seen, uh, oh, Naomi's life. Uh, and she had seen the God uh, that she served. She knew, uh, oh, that there was something authentic uh, about her faith. Something authentic about her God. Oh, and as a result, this woman who was in her own country, in her own land, amongst her own people, amongst her own family, decided oh, to follow oh, Naomi back to Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. That's one of the things that we mentioned in my class yesterday. And by the way, thank, thank you for showing up for who came from Bethlehem in my 21st century church class yesterday. Oh, one of the things that we said is, is that if we're going to reach uh, the next generation for the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in most of our churches, uh, oh, and the young folk uh, are missing uh, in most of our churches. Uh, the ages of 18 and 35, uh, oh, it seems like uh, that there's a famine with that group. Uh, and one of the things that we said is that young folk uh, have problems uh, Oh, when coming to a church and seeing hypocrites, hello somebody, seeing folk that are not genuine about their faith. And if we want to become a more evangelistic church, we've got to grow up some people who are truly disciples, who are truly authentic in their faith. Because that's the only way we can get that next generation to follow the God that we serve in Jesus' name. We've got to be authentic. It was mentioned, oh, in Sunday school this morning, when you're out there living any kind of way, uh, they're not just saying your name. Uh, they're saying one name. They're saying what? Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Oh, and they don't care who you are and what you do. Uh, you may not have a position. All they know is that you go to Bethlehem uh, and you're not living right. You're not acting right. Why should I want to come to a place like that? Uh, Oh, we need some authentic saints. We need some, oh, some Naomi's to rise up. And those Naomi's can reach back and get those roots. Hello, somebody. We need some authentic people who love the Lord with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all of their might. Because we've got to save Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Oh, we've got to be real. The young folk want to see they as a matter of fact they have a theme they say keep it real hello somebody and when you're fake and not authentic hello somebody they don't want to follow a God like that hello somebody but even as I said before even if there's a famine at Bethlehem you better keep your eyes on Jesus you better keep your eyes on the Lord because one thing I can guarantee you I give you a money back guarantee you is that my God is real. Jesus is real. Hello, somebody. We may have bad models.
Ghost oh of Christendom but my God Jesus he had to come and he had to live and he had to die hello somebody to give us an authentic view an authentic picture of what it is oh to live a God centered life that's why Jesus has to come because nobody else could live perfect enough nobody else could live righteous enough Jesus has to come and that's why I tell folk keep your eyes on Jesus hello somebody tell your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor keep your eyes on Jesus oh we've got to learn church to keep our eyes on Jesus yes we're in a family yes a lot of people are faking and shaking yes oh but never leave the house of bread but I'm so glad that Naomi was a good example of what we call Christian in our day and time oh she was a good example even in her worst times hello somebody she had lost her husband oh which made her a widow and widows were poor because the only way oh you could be provided for back then there was no welfare oh there was no section 8 there was no oh food stamps there was none of that oh her provision came from her husband her husband died she still had two sons they died hello son she could have denied the living God hello somebody hello somebody that's why we say brought back empty but she heard that God was moving over there in Bethlehem and she had lived her life pure enough to where her daughter-in-law would want to follow her and if you look in the text a little earlier she wasn't just following her for family's sake she said your God will be what my God hello somebody she had saw authentic faith and she said I want to have what you have and that's what we need up in Bethlehem authentic people oh this Sunday is supposed to be shouting love Sunday hello somebody but we invite those that are say those uh, that uh, oh are in the box that we're praying for hello somebody you may have invited you may have prayed hello somebody but we still need us to do more hello somebody we've got to live authentic enough uh, to where this next generation would want to follow us as we follow Christ and that's what happened in the text but by the time she got back to Bethlehem, by the time she got back home, she began to bleed. Hello, somebody. Have you ever known somebody to make it through the storm? But then when they got to a safe place, they began to grieve. Hello, somebody. They, they made it. She, she had made it back. But by the time she got back, oh, she was a little bitter. Hello, somebody. We listen to uh, point number one, the empty or the entireness of God. She said, I went out full. Hello, somebody. And God has brought me uh, home again empty. Hello, somebody. And we learned from Job's life on Wednesday night. God was the one that caused that fullness. Hello, somebody. God was the one that caused that fullness. And guess what? God was the one that was causing 
the emptiness. Hello, some. That's why I talk about the entireness of God. See, we just like to think about God as what we learn about on TV, the prosperity gospel, that God is our divine heavenly, heavenly Santa Claus von Halper said that, that, that God, people treat God like he's our divine bellhop. Hello, some. That, uh, that God does do good things. Hello, somebody. But God also allows bad things to happen to good people. Ooh, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. They wrote a book back in the 90s, I think, or the 80s, late 80s. Why does bad things happen to good people? Well, let's, let's bring Job to the stand. Job would say, oh, bad things happened to me. Yes, I was a good person, but, but, but bad things happened to me because God wanted to be glorified in my life after I had it all. Or he wanted to be glorified after I lost it all. Hello, somebody, because it's easy to glorify God on the mountaintop, but it's hard to find some, some solid sense that can glorify God in the valley. It's easy to praise him when the storm passes by. But will we still be doing like many of those in Oklahoma or in that area and more? I have never heard so much about God. Hello, somebody. They were thanking God for saving them. Thanking God for saving my pet. Thanking God for saving my life. Thanking God for saving those children. Thanking God. I said, boy, this is an awesome witness to a nation that does not believe in God. Hello, somebody. Oh, in the midst. Oh, after God takes away everything. Oh, we still have the God who gave us everything. Hello, somebody. He's the same God. The entireness of God. He's the same God. The same God that blessed you today. Hello, somebody. Can allow something bad to happen to you tomorrow. And he's still on his throne and have not lost control of anything. Hello, somebody. And don't want you to lose control of anything. Because one of the best ways to true to see whether somebody is authentic is not when they are blessed. Hello, somebody. Like in the text, she saw a authentic believer of God. So much so, she was willing to leave her own her own family, her own country, her own land, and follow her back to Bethlehem because she knew how to oh keep her hope. Hello, somebody. The entireness of God. The same God that can praise you is the same God that can allow something bad to happen. And he's looking for you to glorify him in and of it all. Hello, somebody. Isn't that what Job did in Job 1, uh, 21? As a matter of fact, we have an example of, of a man quoting this verse. And I'm going to show, I showed it Wednesday night, and I'm going to show it next. But he quoted this verse that Job 1, 21 said, and he said, Nude, I came from my mother's womb, and nude, I will depart. The, the Lord gave, hello somebody, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be what? Praise. Hello, somebody. May the name of the Lord be praised. That devil thought he had him. That devil thought he would curse God and die. But, that, but uh, Job said, bless 
should be the name of the Lord. Hello, somebody. And that's why that hymn, it lasts for all time. I mentioned the hymn last on Wednesday night. It is well with my soul came for a man that lost his four daughters oh, on the seashore. Oh, and it was born out of, hello, somebody, tragedy. His life echoes for generations like Job did. This is what this man said after he came out. I just could not hardly believe this man said this. He came out the storm shelter, shelter, looked around, everything destroyed. Lord take it away over a million YouTube hits hello somebody what a testimony you, you think that would be a, a test his, his life before that you think he, he, he reached, reached millions of people before the tragedy hello somebody somebody ought to hear me this morning hello somebody he was living in look like a big a nice house in the suburbs Hello, somebody. But now people all over the world. Hello, somebody. Are looking and saying and astonished of this man's faith. And did you hear what his wife said? She she was talking about the Lord before he got out of it. (laughs) Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Sometimes tragedies can be the greatest times that we can witness about a God that we serve. Hello, somebody. When we lost it all, other folk are looking at you and thinking, if I was you, I would have lost my mind. But in the tragic times, that's when God can be glorified the most. Wow. (laughs) Tragic times. That's when God can be glorified the most. I know this ain't no hallelujah, thank you, Jesus kind of sermon. Hello, but I tell you, if you get it, it won't matter what happens in your life. You'll be so grounded. You'll have such a foundation that when the storms come, hello, somebody, when the storms come, you and your house will be able to stand. When the storm comes, you and your house will be able to glorify God in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You'll be able to glorify God. Hello, somebody. They said, they said, uh, this, this F5 tornado, they said it won't help if you're, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're on, on, on top of the ground. Oh, nothing's going to save you. Hello, somebody. But that devil has an, a, a tornado. It may not be a physical tornado that he's getting ready to send your way down your alley this next week. And you better get a hold of this word because my God is my strong and solid foundation. Oh, hello, somebody. It's God, your foundation. Oh, really, you won't be able to tell until the storm comes. Hello, somebody. That's why we see folk that we thought was spiritual. Something happened and they lost their mind. Something happened and they took their life. 
Hello, son, because they had a form of godliness. Uh, oh, they may have preached a good sermon, but they, 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 they can't live it. Hello, somebody. They may have prayed a good prayer, but when the storm came down their street, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But if you can get a hold of the entireness of God that God gives and God taketh away, I was struggling with that storm. And I was going to say, what can I say to the people of God? What can I tell them when, when all of this disaster happened? And that man emerged out of his storm shelter. <laughs> and I said, oh Lord, now, now I see, now I know the Lord gives and the Lord takes away the entireness of God. Many folk in tragic time began to struggle with who God is. Job didn't struggle with who God is. Job didn't ask where was God. Oh, when all of my children died. Hello, summer. 24 folk died. Job, how many kids did Job die in one day? Ten. Hello, somebody. Of his own kids. Says the four winds struck this house. It sounded like a tornado to me. And they all died. Hello somebody. And this man. Had lost. Had heard he had lost all of his money. Hello somebody. His stocks and bonds. It was a black Friday. If you would. And did he struggle with who God was? Did he say where was God? When they took my donkeys. Where was God when my kids died? Where was God? No, he didn't struggle at all. It seems so simple, church. The Lord gave and the Lord take it away. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hello, somebody. The entireness of God. But then we have the emptiness of God. She came back home and she said, and she had she get she had she she hadn't given God credit for the fullness, but she gave God credit for the emptiness. Hello, somebody. <laughs> she said, The Lord has brought me back home empty. Hello, somebody. But it was the Lord that sent that enabled her to be full. Hello, somebody. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to stop blaming God. Hello, somebody. For the bad things that happen in our lives. We, we've got to stop blaming God. You see, my life is not supposed to be about me. No way. That's a problem. We have members and don't have disciples in our churches. And when tragedy strikes, we want to blame God. Leave Bethlehem. Hello, somebody mad at the preacher. Mad at the dick. Mad at that person that cut their eyes. And they blame in God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The Lord has brought me home empty. Hello, somebody. He was the one that, 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 that made you full in the first place. Hello, somebody. What was the praise then? Hello, somebody. Job was able to praise him in the midst of losing it all. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hello, somebody. First Timothy 6, 7 says, if we should be struck with that kind of tragedy, for we brought what? Nothing into the world. Hello, somebody. And what? Nothing out of it. Hello, somebody. Then actually, when you lose it all, it could really just simply be called a new birth. 
Somebody gonna catch that on the way home. <laughs> Somebody gonna catch that on the way home. Oh, new birth. You say, why you call it a new birth? Because when you first came, you can't, you didn't even have no clothes. Hello, somebody. You brought nothing into the world. Hello, somebody. <laughs> somebody God is saying, oh, I'm giving you a new birth. Keep living. Stay alive. And that's what I like about this story about Naomi and Ruth. Oh, even though she came back bitter, talking about change my name. My mama named me Naomi, which means sweet. She tried to change her name to Myra, which means bitter. She's been bitter by the circumstance, bitter by the storm, bitter by the divorce, bitter by the bankruptcy, bitter by, and there's somebody here today, you may be bitter by all of the stuff that's going on in your life. You're bitter. Hello, somebody. But God wants to make you better this morning. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, stop being bitter. And let's get better. Hello, somebody. Oh, I, I just have a new start. I didn't, I didn't bring nothing into the world. I lost it all. Now God has given me a new start. I can't wait to see what God is about to do. Oh, God had given me. I came in here empty. And God gave me a nice house in the suburbs. I can't wait in this new start to see what God is about to do. Hello, somebody. We've got to get over this emptiness of God. At least I keep us too long. We're going to fast forward through this. At least I keep us too long. The internalness of God. Hello, somebody. This is what he says. Seeing the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. Hello, somebody. So she blamed God for the bad, but at least she had a God mindset. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. And at least she went back to the place of God. Hello somebody. The house of bread. And it don't seem like much is being done in this text today. But I like to tell folk oh, to keep living. To stay alive. Because God had brought her back doing barley harvest. Hello somebody. Which means the season had changed. And she didn't even know it. Hello somebody She had lost it all But the season has changed It's barley harvest for somebody You lost it all But God says the season has changed Keep living Say to your neighbor Neighbor Oh neighbor Keep living In Jesus name I love this story so much Because it was barley harvest And because it was barley harvest Her daughter-in-law had to go to the fields And pick Oh, because they were so poor, there was no welfare. Oh, but yet rich uh, uh, landowners would allow the poor to graze uh, from the land. And she went uh, and she ended up uh, in a field, uh, oh, a barley field of a man by the name of who? uh, Boaz. Hello, somebody. Here's a little story for you single women who are going through a hard time. 
and you think you can't find a mate and it's dry and there's a famine in the land. Oh, she had decided to follow her mother-in-law and she followed God and it took her oh, away from her homeland. Hello, somebody. And brought her oh, to this place of Bethlehem. They thought that she couldn't find a mate in Bethlehem. A lot of church women say, I can't find a good man in church. Hello, somebody. And they look for folk outside of the church. And the funny thing is, is the people in the world, when they want to find somebody, they come to the church. Hello, somebody. But you want to go to the world. But she went and followed God oh, all the way to make a long story short. Boaz show up though, up on the scene and said, good, good, mother, whose young woman is this? Oh, she's a bad mamma, Gemma. Who's young? Oh, that's the Eton's translation. Oh, and she's a dime. Who shawty is a dime? Hello, somebody. <laughs> Who's this dime piece in my field? Hello, some. But she's not just a dime, but her reputation proceeds. I hear she loves the Lord with all of her heart. I hear she follows him with all of her heart. She's a holy woman of God. Hello, somebody. If you want to find a mate, be holy. Hello, somebody. Because holy women of God get to do what some unholy women can't do. She uncovered his feet to make a long story short. In the fields, literally, it was literally a proposal. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And this man of God says, I know you. I know all you did for your mother. I know you were a holy woman of God. Oh, and to make a long story short, they got married. Hello, somebody. Oh, they got married. Oh, hello, somebody. Naomi had thought God had forgotten her, but God remembered her because she was living through this young woman. She was counseling this young woman. That's why, oh, older women, oh, and I like Titus too. Oh, the older women of the church live through the young women of the church. Get them and help them to do right so they can be blessed. And when they're blessed, guess what? You're blessed. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. Oh, she became blessed because she became, and they put them in a line. This whole story, I got to move on fast. Oh, she and that family was in the line of kings. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. King David came from this family line. King David in this bad situation came from this family line. But not only that, but if you go past 20 something generations, guess what? The king of kings and the lord of lords came from this line, came from this lineage. Stay alive! The season has changed. You brought nothing in the world and you'll take nothing away. You got a new start because you lost it all. You got a new start. Stay alive! God is about to do something incredible. Stay alive, Bethlehem. God is about to, to cause a revival in this place. Stay alive. Stay alive. Keep singing. Keep praying. Keep giving. Stay alive. The best is yet to come in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. The best is yet to come. Stay alive in Jesus' name.
Jesus' name. I said, stay alive, Bethlehem. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here. I said, give God a hand clap of praise up in here. I said, give God praise here right now in the midst and in the middle of it all. Keep living in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Deacons, will you come? Amen. Praise the Lord. God says, 1 Samuel 2, 8, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the, the ash heap. Hello, somebody. He sets them with what? Princesses. Hello, somebody. And has them inherit a throne of honor. He took Ruth, hello somebody, and Naomi from the ash heaps, hello somebody, and put them in the seats of prince and of the king of kings and the lord of lords. Oh, all eyes closed, heads are bowed. Saints are praying. I'm so glad that Jesus' life is an example of this concept for on Friday night he was brought back empty hello somebody and when he prayed that prayer Lord nevertheless not my will but thy will be done he would be brought back empty hello somebody and as he left that prayer closet he would be put on trial for trial for crimes that he didn't commit brought back empty hello somebody they would whoop him. They would mock him. They would scorn him. Brought back empty. They put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. He was brought back empty. Hello, somebody. He got to that hill called Golgotha, nailed him to the cross. Brought back empty. Ready to lose it all. Even his life. They couldn't take his life on that cross as he hung. He had to give it away. And they brought his body off the cross empty. Hello, somebody. Oh, and they took that empty body that didn't have his spirit in it anymore and put him in a borrowed tomb. I can hear old death in the grave dancing and having a party because... The Son of God was brought back uh, empty. They thought uh, that they had the victory. They sung and they had songs of joy. They thought they had the victory. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. Uh, Oh, the devil has taken everything away from you. And it looks like uh, that you're about to give up. It looks like uh, you're about to throw in the towel because you've been brought back uh, empty. And I like to say, stay alive. Uh, Oh, don't die Hello, somebody, but in that cross, Jesus had died, brought back empty. But the Bible says that on the third day, I said the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. And guess what happened after that? The grave was brought back empty. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. My God lives and my God reigns 
And if you do not know him today, you give your life to him. Give your life to him. You bring your life empty to him. Give it over to him. He wants to make more of it. If you can accept that Jesus was the son of God, was died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day. Oh, then you don't have to be brought back in to give your life to Jesus Christ. Get your life right with the Lord and allow him to take this emptiness and add some stuff to it. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love. Believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. 
either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.